piece of me? Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, Bunk? Good morning, Vietnam! I love the smell of napalm in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I feel the need. The need for speed. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Happy Monday, moviegoers. Welcome to episode 227. Welcome to Glass Onion, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Juan, and I am joined here by the cast, the crew, the good fellas. Edward? Hey, how's it going, folks? Zach? Evening, everybody. How's everyone's day been going? Great day. Uh, more importantly, how's the weekend been? Did you guys have a good week? It was a quick weekend, man. Quick Not weekend. enough. I can feel that. We uh, we were here though on this this uh kind of a chaotic Monday, uh, but it's a it's a good Monday. It's the second Monday of the, the January, so the year is still super super young. Um, but today we're talking about Ryan Johnson's Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, or how I like to call it, a Knives Out sequel. I don't know why they didn't just call it that, but uh, we're talking Knives Out today, so everybody out there who uh, joined us for Elvis last week, I want to say thank you. Uh, thank you for everybody who downloaded last week's episode. Again, you can always listen to all of our stuff wherever you listen to podcasts at. Uh, Anchor, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, um, Spotify, of course, and the Prescribed Films Network. Just go to www.prescribedfilms.com, hashtag there to PFPN, and you can check us out all over their network as well. Um, and if you're watching us here on Emaswa Productions' YouTube channel, you can watch us on demand starting on Mondays at 6 p.m. And uh, man, what a what a what a day! Uh, I'm kind of excited to talk about this movie. It's uh, something that we kind of fished around. And I talked about maybe a little bit in December, but I didn't. I wasn't super comfortable with pulling the hook, so uh, we'll see how we go today with talking about Glass Onion. Um, the social media—you guys can find us on social media, um, unless you're like Zach and you don't have social media. This is fine, right, Zach? It's fine. Yeah, join the club. Yeah, um, but you guys can find us on social media. It's Facebook.com/forward/slash The Cinnamon Movie Podcast. The Instagram is all one word, the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Uh, the Twitter is at Cinnamon405. And then the email. You guys can send us in some emails still. We will read emails uh, a few times a month or save uh, for a special email bag episode. But either way, we will get to some emails. C-I-N-E-M-E-N-921 at gmail.com. Um, and that's how you can find us all on the social media. Um so yeah, interesting movie today, interesting top five guys. Today we're talking our top five most anticipated movies of 2023. Um, Craig's joining us as well. Craig, how's your, uh, how's your weekend? Can't hear you. Sound. Just a second, folks. A little technical difficulties, just like my Dallas Cowboys kind of let me down yesterday. Man, good now. Good, yeah, we yep, can hear you. Go. Yeah, no, it was just uh, initial setup, um, running late from work. Um, yeah, weekend was uh, short. It was cool. We we took the tr Christmas tree down. You know, season's over. You know, it's but, over. Uh, you know, everything was everything was good. Chilled with the family. Show the family. I still have my tree up. I'm thinking about uh, just. I, I, I'm, I'm not even. I'm definitely not in the spirits anymore. I'm just about taking it and putting it down by the curb. See if anybody wants it. So that's, uh, that's he's, he's, he's really done with Christmas this time. <laughs> I'm definitely getting a new one next year. But this week's top five guys, we are talking our top five most anticipated movies of 2023. Let's get ready. Top five. <laughs> Thank you. 
this is a fun little top five we do every single January, and I think this year is going to be just as fun as, as years past. Um, if so, if if nobody has any honorable mentions, anybody have any they want to name? No, I, I got two. Uh, Renfield. Did you guys see the trailer to this with Nicholas Holt and Nicholas Nicholas Cage? It's like a Dracula kind of spinoff yeah. from Universal Monsters. Yeah, it looks fun. Looks like a fun uh, comedic vampire film. Um, and uh, The Equalizer Three is my official honorable mention. Nice. I, I have none, so I'm going to kick us off with number five. Uh, number five for me is going to be Scream Six. Comes out March 10th uh, of this year. Um, you know, the, the trailer looks cool. The posters look cool. New York City, new rules. Um, you know, they kind of went all out last year with the brand new one with Dewey dying. Spoiler alert. So I think this one's going to be just the same. I think it's going to be a, a very fantastic horror movie. Um, and I think it's going to do tremendous at the box office. So I'm just equally excited about this movie at all stages of film. So Scream 6 is number 5 for me. Um, Zach, what's number 5 for you? Uh, number 5 for me uh, is going to be uh, John Wick Chapter 4. I'm excited to see where this franchise is going. I think the first three have been really, really fun, awesome. Keanu Reeves is incredible in these movies. The action is awesome. The fact that Donnie Yen's going to be in this one, I don't know if he's going to be an ally or a villain, and Bill Skarsgård is definitely going to be the villain in this. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see where they take the character and uh, how he's going to defeat the high table. So John Wick Chapter 4 is number five. Nice. Edward, number five for you. Number five, I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, Wonka. Timothy oh, Charlemagne, yeah. man, uh, it's going to basically tell the tale of how he met the Oompa Loompas. Uh, uh, focusing on like a really, really young uh, Willy Wonka and some of his earliest adventures to kind of create his uh, career in life. So, yeah. I feel like I feel like that could be really, really good, especially especially with Timothy Chalamet, or it could be just kind of just not what it's, you expect it to be. Well, I mean, like, I feel like as long as they go ahead and kind of don't necessarily do it. what... Well, not only that, but I feel like they, as long as they don't do, you know, like, exactly what Depp did or exactly um, Gene you know, what Wilder did, for that matter, I, I feel like they can use elements, but don't copy yeah. it and then kind of make him young. I mean, honestly, don't make yeah. him an old cynical person or... You know, a bat crazy loner. Like, he's young, yeah. hopeful, you know. So, you want Waka to go out there and start roofing and motherfuckers' drinks then? <laughs> I didn't say that. But I do that's, that's, see. How, that's how he captures the, the Oompa Loompas. He roofies them. <laughs> oh my God. Craig, number five for you. Uh, number five for me is going to be Mario. Um, hmm. I. I you know, it's just as a film, I think it's going to be simple. It's going to be, you know, just a cartoon, another, you know, kind of the creators and minions are making it. So it'll be simple, but I'm just, I'm excited for it because my daughter's excited for it. And I think it's going to be a good experience for us right. both. Yeah. That's, that's, that's that movie's going to make so much money. Good number five. And like Craig said, it's illumination. So it's going to be, it's going to be tremendous. It's going to be good no matter what. They don't, they don't put out anything bad. I don't think I've seen anything bad from illumination. Uh, number four for me is going to be um, the flash. Um, I kind of know some people are done with this movie already. Some people are like, uh, eh, you know, uh, Ezer mm -hmm. Miller. We're, we're done. He, what he did was wrong. But you know what? At the, end know. Of the day, at the end of the day, if Michael Keaton is in the movie and his Batman is going to be in the movie, I have to look forward to this movie. Um, I think the story is still going to be tremendous. And there's still word out there that, you know, Warner Brothers is still wanting to keep the Flash. Um, so whether this is going to be a tie-in or, you know, this could just be a... A one and done like um, Black Adam. We'll talk about that in a few weeks. But like you know, this, it could be a one and done. But like I said, I, I'm stoked that I get to see Michael Keaton dressed up as Batman one more time. So that's that's why it's number four for me. The Flash hits theaters June 16th. So uh, Zach, what's number four for you? Uh, number four for me, I you would think you had this higher, but there was a couple more that outdid it. 
the week before Scream's uh, six, Creed three. Uh, I think it comes out March the third. Uh, Michael B. Jordan's going to be behind the director chair. I'm excited for what he's going to do. I think Jonathan Majors is going to be a badass villain, the antagonist of this film. Um, it, I'm a little bummed that Stallone's not going to be in it, but I think in order for this character to hold its own, you kind of have to go. You're going to have to go without Stallone. Um, I think it's going to be a badass film. It's going to be a great sequel. So Creed three. Nice, uh, Edward. Number four for you. I'm riding coattails right now, man. Uh, Creed three as well. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the other two iteration or uh, installments have been very, very good. Uh, like you said, I don't think Creed can. Uh, I don't think Adonis can evolve and properly evolve, for that matter, uh, without yeah. Rocky or Stallone being out of it. Uh, mm-hmm. It, it does suck that you know you don't get that legendary character, but at the same time, you know, even you know, like when Mickey passed, or you know, different things happened with Rocky's, you know, fran- the Rocky franchise, he had to evolve. So, same thing with yeah. this character. So, what up? <laughs> what up? What up? <laughs> Craig number. F- Four for you. <laughs> I was waiting for y'all to finish. Uh, number four for me. Um, I had I had a movie here, but I, I I'm going to go with the Flash. You know, after I heard you say the Flash, I agree with you. Um, you know, all the trouble that he's going through. It seems like Warner Brothers is really turning the other cheek with all this stuff. Um, and I kind of sent you guys something in the in in the group chat saying that they believe this is. The next Dark Knight, the best movie since yeah, since the Dark Knight. So if that's true, maybe we can all kind of. But yeah, I mean, I'm in. You know, just from them saying that, it kind of raises the anticipation a little bit more. So Uh, number three for me, somebody said it earlier. Uh, Number three for me, so I won't spend too much time on it, is going to be Wonka. Um, It comes out. December 15th, so we have a ways for it, you know, until we get to see it. But I'm a huge Wonka character fan. Uh, I love the original with um, Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder, and I, you know, Johnny Depp is, is my go to guy, you know, so I, I love those both movies, and I think the, the character itself is mysterious. So, uh, super excited for this one. Number three for me is Wonka. Zach, number three for you? Uh, number three for me uh, hits theaters November the 3rd as Dune Part 2. Um, I think all of us were really in shock of how good that first Dune movie was a couple years ago. Um, I think Denny Villeneuve is going to knock it out of the park with this one as well. We got three really good additions to the cast with Florence Pugh, Austin mm. Butler, and uh, mm. Christopher Walken. Oh, so, Walken. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, Zendaya, I know we kind of com- had a complaint that Zendaya really wasn't in it. She's going to have a bigger part in this one. Um, after reading the book. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for it, and I hope it's as good, maybe even better than the first one. So, Dune Part 2. Edward, number three for you. Number three for me, uh, I'm going to go ahead and go... I really have hope for this one, and I truly, truly want it to be good, just because, like, it doesn't... Fantasy uh, games don't get really that good of a light you know, on yeah. movies. So... Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among yeah. Thieves. I, I really, truly hope it does good. Uh, the only, the only thing that, the only thing that I'm just like, the saving grace is like Chris Pine's in it. I'm just like, okay, maybe, maybe. Well, I so with that, you know, the thing I'm looking at is World of Warcraft. That movie was yeah. It wasn't. It, it had a couple of okay things, but it wasn't great it, at all. Yeah. And like I said, usually like a fantasy game turned into a movie doesn't really get that good of light. This is why I haven't put it higher and I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I hope it does great, but I'm not going to hold my breath. And, you know, we have um, the last the last of us starts on HBO Max this Sunday. So we'll kind of I know that's not fantasy, but we'll kind of see like how that adaptation is going to be. And I mean. With, with the rise of Stranger Things and its uh, Dungeons and Dragons theme uh, in, yeah. in the plot of the plot, 
hopefully they'll take and kind of kick with that somehow. Craig? We'll see. Number three for you? Number three for me. Hey! It's going to be Creed 3. Um, I wasn't, you know, overly ecstatic over Creed 1 and 2. Hey, Ed. Huh? Let's let's not whistle. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah, Creed three. I, I I wasn't overly ecstatic for one and two, but three just looks really good with Jonathan Majors and and Michael B. Jordan coming into it. So, uh, number two for me, just for sentimental reasons, is Indiana Jones. It comes out June thirtieth. It's going to be a fun movie, a fun ride. Uh, I can't wait to see where this character goes. Huge Indiana Jones fan. Uh, so number two for me, Indiana Jones. The fifth installment hits theaters June 30th. Zach? Um, um, number two for me is the next one. I guess the final part one of part two, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning part one. Uh, what Tom Cruise has been able to do with these Mission Impossible movies the last couple uh, go-rounds have been incredible. I think Fallout is one of the best action movies in the last 10-plus years. Um, I'm excited to see. I mean, we got a glimpse of it. I think it um, of him riding that motorcycle off the ramp, off into just off the cliff looks extraordinary. Seeing it on IMAX on the biggest screen possible is going to be a thrill ride. So I'm excited for it. Number two, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One. What's your number two, Ed? Uh, Number two for me, uh, Craig might agree or he might go higher. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I am looking forward to Adam Warlock's uh, Will Poulter. role to come out. You know, Will Poulter, exactly. Uh, they should do Toy Story and use him as Sid. You know, simple as that. <laughs> <laughs> but, Not anymore. He don't look like that anymore. Uh, true. <laughs> the, the adult version. Anyways, uh, but yeah, this uh, probably will be the last Guardians of the Galaxy or, you know, as Craig might correct me, as Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so yeah, if it is the last one truly, and some of the cast current cast members are done, I would love for it to be great. So yeah. Craig, number two for you. Uh, number two for me is going to be, um, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Um, I went and saw the first one by myself on my birthday, you know, just, kind of took the day off and it was a last minute thing uh ended up loving... yeah I, I, I ended up loving the movie yeah i think that yeah. was the only movie that i've ever seen just by myself um top gun obviously but uh i think this one's going to be amazing you know with the addition of all the new actors and voice actors in it uh, can't can't wait for it number one for me my most anticipated movie for this 2023 year as of now has a November 3rd release, Dune Part 2. Jack, you, you nice. hit it on all nails of the coffin. Um, I think it's a fun movie. Uh, it was way better than the original, um, and it was one of my favorite movies of that year, so uh, I expect nothing less from Dune Part 2. Uh, that's my number one. Zach? Uh, number one for me, should be no surprise, anytime this man has a movie out, I'm on the top of my list, and July 21st of 2023, Oppenheimer, directed by Christopher Nolan, Chillian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Florence Pugh, Rami Malek. I think it's going to be an awesome movie. Those trailers, I mean, the fact that this is basically a biopic and he's made it look like Tenet or Inception or, you know, whatever else, Dunkirk. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a kick-ass film. And, yeah, we'll see uh, what this new project's going to be. So, number one's Oppenheimer. Ed, number two for you. Number one, I mean, sorry. Number one for me, um, I can't really say the title of it very much. Uh, I can only say what universe it's in because they have not released the title of such movie. Uh, The Exorcist, Untitled. Uh, Really looking forward to how they continue this franchise. Hopefully they pick it back up and are in better ways with it. Um, And spin it into a new, you know version are they do, are they doing the the halloween treatment it's a direct sequel to the original part of me I'm thinks not, that, it, that is probably but i'm not 100 sure uh i haven't heard much about it to be fully honest um Craig, finish yeah. this off 
My number one, um, there's a, there's a lot of them that could be number one. We haven't even um, heard a Marvel film from you yet. I know uh, it's going to be Ant Man. Is my yeah, is but, uh, yeah so I figure it, it's got to be a Marvel at number one. Uh, <laughs> technically, into the Spider Verse. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, yeah. It's not MCU, but um, yeah. Ant Man and uh, the Quantum Mania um, again. Jonathan Majors, he's going to have a, he's having an amazing kind of two year span coming up. Uh, this is kind of like the middle of it. Um, really can't wait to see how they move forward with him as the main villain. We talk about it in just a few weeks, so should be a, should be a fun episode. I can't wait. It'll be the first Johnny, time we all. I am super, super surprised you did not have uh, Evil Dead Rise in your top five. I really thought that would be your number one. You know, there's a lot of your films coming out this year. There's, there's, yeah. there's, there's a lot, but when, when it comes down to it, like these, a lot of the movies, I, I haven't been in the theater in a while, but a lot of the movies that are on my list are movies that I am have to see opening weekend. Yeah. 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 So that's if 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 I don't have the dire need to go see it opening weekend, I'm like, you know what? Does it really make that list for me? So Yeah. Um, I, I mean like Dune Dune is like six, Mission Impossible six. Like all these movies that didn't make mine that you guys kind of named off, they're right there at you know at the yeah. six spot. Six through ten? No, just six. Yeah. Like they're <laughs> they're six, there six, 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 six. Get in. Yeah. What'd you say? No. <laughs> but if you guys want to play along, go ahead and send us in your top five most anticipated movies, and we will share them soon. But as far as today goes, we are talking Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. Famed Southern detective Benoit Blanc travels to Greece for his latest case. Uh, starring Daniel Craig, Edward Norton, Kate Hudson, Dave Bautista, Janelle Monet, Catherine Hayne, Leslie Odom Jr., written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Currently, IMDb has this at a 7.2. Rotten Tomatoes is at a 93%. The Metascore is at 81%, and the Google users have it at 84%. With a $40 million budget, this only grossed $15 million in the theaters at the box office, but it's a Netflix film with a theatrical release of December 23rd, 2022. Um, let's get it started. Um, let's get it started, What do you guys think? You know, Glass Onion, Knives Out was a tremendous success. We did an episode on it a few years ago. Everybody loved Knives Out. I rewatched it over the weekend to, you know, in, in some preparation for Glass Onion. Um, but you know what? Glass onion to me, I'll I'll start this review off. I've it felt like an onion, okay? Let's go back to some Shrek talk here. Peeling back the layers of the movie. I was expecting a who done it masterpiece after I peeled back the onion. Um, but it, what I ended up getting was honestly another big pile of Am I ever gonna watch this again? Franchise film, you know, you put you put Benoit Blanc on there, and you put Daniel Craig in there, and you know some of the some of the uh, the teasing of who done it or what the mystery murder is gonna be, kind of self explained itself in the first hour, um, to where they had to throw two different stories at you. You know, I don't know. Anybody else want to go off and, and, and kick? I just was a little disappointed with this movie. I kind of felt like this was a grown-up bodies, 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 but with a detective. So are you disappointed? Uh, a little bit on some of the story, but not... I mean, the acting I thought was decent. Um, it was not as good as the first one, for sure. But at the same time, I did enjoy the movie. Um, I, I thought it was just enough mystery to kind of have a little fun with it, but not enough to truly be kind of like, okay, what's next? What's next? You know, Craig or uh, Zach, let's, let's go you next. What do you think? Um, first time I, I got, I did get to see this in the theater when it was out for Thanksgiving, but my view, you know, I talked about some talked about this on the show. My viewing was hindered because I didn't have the volume all the way up, so I couldn't hear what people were saying. 
So I would I tried to give the movie that a benefit of the doubt. And the first time I really I liked it, I thought it was a worthy sequel. This time around, I I was like you, man. I was just kind of disappointed. And like we'll get into the details of it, but I just felt like if this is what a lot it, more. Yeah, Sorry. this could have been a, a lot better, a, a better potential. Yeah. Uh, Craig, what about you? Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I just is one of these movies where I was kind of forced to watch it for the podcast, and uh, it felt that way. Yeah, you know, I, and you know, I had fun with the first maybe hour and a half, but after that, I was just kind of like twiddling my thumbs. It didn't keep me interested. Didn't keep me entertained, oh. and then I'm like, you know what? If if I physically own this, I would never pick it up again. I'll go I... opposite of you. I was more intrigued in the second part. I was like, just I was not just yeah. I don't think I'd ever pick this up or hit play on Netflix again. And then just for the simple fact that like, man, I just watched the first one. You know, just to kind of get the, the tease and the gist of the character of Daniel Craig's character again. And man, I had fun through the entire two hour and fifteen minute movie. Even though it's the, like the third time I've seen it, had a hell of a time rewatching it. Um, but and the, and that's the thing. I think the biggest issue with this movie is the characters. I, I was like you. I actually went back and rewatched the first one a couple of weeks after seeing the original. I mean, seeing the second one, and that first one is a blast. Anna yeah. Armas, Chris Evans, Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, you care about those characters and you want. Not only Anna de Armas to get away with it, but like to unravel the mystery with Daniel Craig. Let's this one. Let me these let me, characters. They're, they're just boring to me. Let me let me bring this up again because I know we've we've touched bases on it before, and we're we're about to talk about it because uh, well, not really all the movies we're about to talk about the rest of the month were actually in theaters and meant for theaters. This movie was meant for Netflix. This was a Netflix kind of original film. Would you not, Zach? Is it a Netflix original film? Yeah, technically. So with a budget of only $40 million, I feel like the cast here is very generic. A, yeah. I want to I want to bring this up. I haven't seen Kate Hudson in like 20 years. She yeah. has a reason. What has she done lately? Um, Dave Bautista, I don't know. Unless you're holding up a world championship or you're in Guardians of the Galaxy, you don't do it for me anymore. Uh, Edward Norton. Almost kind of like, what have you done for me lately with Edward Norton? Um, I just, I just feel like the cast in this movie was very generic. Even though I did like some of the, I did like some of the curious, the the, the feedback. I did like some of the traits of the characters. I felt like outside of Daniel Craig, it was just generic. I think the only standout for I me I of the cast. I think the only standout for me in the cast was Janelle Monet, and obviously she's a big twist in the show. But I mean, she brought a little bit. She brought a little bit more charisma that even like I, I think we all can say that we like Edward Norton, but he just was just like on a flat note the entire time. It, it you could tell there was a lot. Yeah, you could tell there was a lot behind that character that's trying yeah. to not be shown, but he wants it to be like. It was a complex. It was a character that thinks it's complex, but is not. I felt like this movie wasn't dark enough. I yeah, know. I feel like this one was more comedic than the yeah, last one. This one was more a little bit comical. Um, Craig, what about you, man? Did you did you were you in love with the characters? Probably the only character that I enjoyed was. Was Janelle Monet and Daniel Craig? Um, the I, I can go on about this movie. I didn't really care. No, about please, please, um, please. I, I, I just like, okay. If we're going all all in, you know, I, I thought we were just doing characters. I I thought the movie tried to be more than it was. I think the yeah. score with it tried to be make it seem like it was some dramatic Emmy. Global Academy, whatever award you want to throw at it, kind of movie. And I'm just sitting there. He's trying to do all these wide shots at the beginning, and I'm just like, "What are we doing here, dude? It's not. It's not Star Wars. You don't need to capture everything about this. Just get to the damn house, and and, and do the mystery. And you can cut this down to an hour and forty minutes instead of two twenty. 
but he had all these wide shots, all these long shots. The score just made it feel like it was something bigger than it was. Just didn't do it for me. And then, I mean, to really have the main villain be called more of an idiot than anything was kind of just almost an insult to your own story in a way, in my opinion, just because I get what Blanc is going at. And he's like, dude, you're stupid because you set up a lot from probably this point. But for you to go ahead and write it that way was, in my opinion, kind of, like I said, just a slap in its own face. The only good thing about this movie to me was the twist of the twins of Janelle, uh, you know, Monier playing both of them. Yeah. But that doesn't happen until like the second, really the almost an hour into the movie. You don't even get a death until the an hour into the movies when you get Batista's death, Duke's death. And even then you're like, you can already tell who the killer is as far as the whodunit. Well, so I'm watching it, and I see him hand uh, Duke the glass, and I rewind it, and I'm like, yeah, he handed him the glass. Dude's dead. Like, it would be different if there was a twist at the end. Yeah. There's no no twist. Yeah. It's like, let me just give you everything you need to see in this movie, make you think there's a twist, and just be like, there's not really a twist. The dude's actually kind of an idiot, and he thought he could get away with it in front of everybody. What do you guys think of them using the pandemic in the beginning of the movie, like the lockdown? And you know, there's not that many movies today that are doing stuff like that. Even though we just got done being in that big pandemic, and technically we still kind of are. But you know, you see them wear the masks, and you know, Benoit is um, kind of, you know, he's kind of antsy because he's on, you know, in the lockdown. What do you guys think of them using that aspect in the movie? I thought it was pretty cool. The only part of that that I didn't really like was the whole like nail gun shot, uh, whatever it know, was. You know, you know, like the Ethan Hawke cameo, he just randomly comes out of nowhere. Oh yeah, I mean, you know. yeah. I'm always, I'm always, uh, I'm always, you know, I'm always happy to see Ethan Hawke. I felt like he was about to summon an, an Egyptian god, and <laughs> he looked like he'd walk off the set of Moon Knight. I was just like. <laughs> Um, honestly, it felt like, um, a low budget idea. Um, I mean, we kind of watched, um, I'm I'm not, I'm not saying it was a low budget idea when we watched it, but I mean, there's plenty of people who did short films about the pandemic and how, what they kind of went through during the pandemic. I mean, we we even went over that last year. Like it's, it just felt like. Some of them felt more thought out than this. Well, no, yeah. it just like it was like what's what's a smart way to get people to go to the island? Oh, we're in a pandemic. We're going to an all-inclusive island where it's just like think of some there's a it's a multi-million dollar movie with a multi-million dollar budget and director and that's all you can come up with is we're going to have a getaway on an island because of the pandemic. There, well, there's nothing and- more to get them out there. It, but to me, it just felt like these characters, I mean, the, 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 the string through all these different characters is that they're basically like Janelle, Janelle Monet says, is like you're sucking off the tit of Edward Norton. The golden. Like they're just using his money. Yeah, the golden tit. I mean, he's using, they're, they're using his money to be in politics, be a scientist. Kate Hudson, I, I, I couldn't stand her in this movie. I thought her, I know her character is written that way, but I thought she was terrible in this. Yep. Agreed. Um, and I agree that it's funny that she. I understand that she's trying to. They're trying to make her like. <laughs> they're trying to make her racist without being racist. Like they, she says something like, "Yeah, I was trying to be resi- like trying to pay respect to Beyonce," and she's like, "No, no, pl- please don't do that." Man. Yeah, <laughs> and like, like oh, and the stupid thing of like, you mean to tell me. You think that sweats are made in sweats shops? It's just like, dude, like, like I understand. Like I said, like I said, I understand the characters written that way. But like, uh, every time she was on screen, I just wanted to turn it off. Honestly. Nobody's that dumb. Yeah, but and like the other two characters, like Batista and the his girlfriend and everything whiskey. else. Yeah, whiskey. The two characters that are so irrelevant in this is uh, Catherine Hahn, who's the, the senator, and Leslie Odom Jr., who's a scientist. Like, there's no 
backstory to them at all. And it's so just like, Peggy why even have these in? Say what? Peggy and the Catherine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like, what's the point of having these characters in here if like they don't they don't really do anything? Just somebody else well, to have second off the tip. Not only that, but then you've got the brother. Like, other than being the guy who Benoit Blanc is sitting next to once she does what she does at the end of it and ruining his his fortune essentially. That that's really it. Other than a couple of oh surprise, hey, he's in this oh, room. Oh, Daryl, you know? just randomly coming in out of in and out of the scenes. Yeah, I mean, that got like a that got like a huge laugh in the theater every time he walked well, I mean, on screen. Like that as a comedic relief, I get. But other than that, like that should have been the only like comedic relief. I agree with Juan with like this could have been a lot darker and maybe even more clue like, you know, for that matter. Um, speaking of speaking of clue, uh, what do you guys think of them referencing finally? I don't think they did it in the first one, but you know they referenced clue in this one, where he actually had to play the game. You know, he's like, oh, it sounds terrible. I thought yeah. that was a pretty fun little fun little scene if i could shed some positive light on this movie there was a couple of fun things here i mean honestly like i enjoy the movie i I really do but there are a lot of just aspects of it that like like craig said it's just trying to be something way more than what it actually is i think it would have yeah i i agree too i think it would have been a little bit better if it was a trimmed down a little bit and then b and then b maybe if it was just a little bit more um, maybe a little uh, bit more. Yeah, maybe there's a little bit more mystery to it. Because I mean, but, honestly, you can compare the movie to Edward Norton's character. In my opinion, because because as soon because it's trying to Edward Norton's character is trying to be like this super genius that figured out this, so he's gonna bring about you know extreme energy that's gonna be really clean and all that, kind of like yeah. a Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. But essentially, you're an idiot because you you just know the business aspect. I'm not saying he's stupid, but you're an idiot when it comes to that aspect. You're literally using one of the most volatile chemicals or or gases, I should say, that's known to man at this point in this movie for your entire house. Not a part of it, not the heating, not, not anything like the entire thing. So, I mean, and- it, it's comparable to the movie itself. With Edward Craig, Norton's character. Craig, earlier I told you that the, to me the first maybe like hour and 15 was probably more entertaining. And the only reason I say that is because the story between Monier and, and Daniel Craig, when you finally get realize that they're in together, I didn't realize until I went back and just kind of skimmed through the, the film, that whole process was like an hour, 45 minutes. Yeah. That, yeah. That, I, I re- felt like... I rewind, like, yeah. Yeah, I felt like that was way too Uh-oh. long to spend on that on that time. Yeah, so I'd say thirty minutes into about thirty minutes before the ending of the film, that hour, hour and ten minutes is about my sweet spot for this film. Yeah, because it's, before, it's before you're disappointed with the ending, and it's after they get past all the how you doings. Yeah, well, I mean, like yeah. the boxes are pretty cool. I, I yeah, thought that was a very cool aspect of it. Yeah, the opening scene where the, each of the characters are trying to figure out how to uncover the mystery of these boxes. I, I thought, thought it was, was a really I thought this smart was going to be one of the greatest movies ever during that scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real. Like these puzzle boxes that are just, it's almost like Panic Room meets Knives Out kind of thing, you know. But, you know, with the yeah. Mona Lisa thing, you know that's automatically going to be a little something in the end of this movie on all of the scream it just automatically you know and batista's mom's in the background like it's an antigram like she can figure it out not even looking at the box it's like and that's the thing like there are there are funny things in this movie like when they when edward edward norton gets the whole crew together and he um uh, blanc figures out the mystery that kate hudson was the killer and then like the the arrow gets like shoots into uh, Edward Norton's chest and fake blood spews out. I was like, that was a funny scene. And he's like, yeah, I paid Jillian Flynn to figure like write this whole mystery. And he figured it out in five minutes. 
Yeah, there were like there were there were moments that was like really funny in this. There were moments like that, and that's you know what could have kicked off something during that that could have been something horrific that actually did happen. You know, yeah. and he's just wanting that to be the start of it, and you know the game and all that. And now we're just having fun going around, and then that's you know. But that's the thing: if they had done it where the, it's a fake mystery murder mystery, and then Edward Norton really gets killed in that moment, that that, that would have been a great twist, and that sets off the rest of the film. Because I mean, then you're automatically thought, looking at Batista exactly, with his gun. I thought that's exactly what it was going to be. Yeah. That's what it should have been. When, when Edward said that he thought it was going to be bodies, 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 that's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Right. You know, just an accident just happened just because, you know. Now you guys can all agree that bodies, bodies, bodies is better than Knives Out too. <laughs> <laughs> well, Boom! In your well, I, I, I won't go that far, but yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, Zach. I Both of them were bad. Agreed. Yeah, I didn't enjoy the 40-minute backstory. It felt like it was also kind of being rushed the last 30 minutes about putting two mysteries in one movie. Um, the Probably the best thing about the movie was that Batista didn't last very long. That's probably the best part of the movie. He was in and out. He was dead for most of the movie. It's funny that he was a Twitch gamer. Yeah. Mm. So no, no, I didn't know you hated Batista that much, Johnny. Are you really looking forward to M Night Shyamalan's new movie, Knock on the Knock at the Cabin? I'm not going to go see it in the theater. So if that tells you <laughs> anything, um, you're really excited then. I did like the aspect of them keep that, that they kept bringing up the Mona Lisa. I like how the Mona Lisa was tied into this movie. For some reason, anytime I see that damn painting, it makes me want to watch uh, the Da Vinci Code. So. <laughs> Well, the Da Vinci Code's a better mystery than this. It is. Oh, much, much more. All three of them are. Um, but yeah, I, I just, you know, I, definitely. I think the biggest, I think the biggest problem just for me. I mean, obviously, we all have our critiques, but I just think it goes back to these characters. I just don't think these characters are in, as entertaining, or um, one entertaining, likable, or remotely interesting at all compared to the first one. Zach, is is that correct? This is being nominated for a Golden Globe. It's nominated for Best Picture, uh, and I think Daniel Craig's nominated, and I think screenplay. I can see Daniel Craig for a Golden Globe, but man, anything else is just kind of no. Kind of Babylon. That Babylon's better than this. Everything, everywhere, all at once is better than this. It, you know. When are the Golden so, Globes, Zach? Tomorrow. So we'll probably oh, talk about the winners next next Monday. Maybe. Be damn upset tomorrow afternoon. Um, if Top Gun yeah. Maverick doesn't win, everyone in this room is going to be pissed off. Just watch, especially if this movie beats it out. Like I don't know if it's in the it, same category. It's not. Okay, it's not. Yeah, um, it's its own category. It's, it's so. lucky. It's yeah. lucky. But at the Oscars, it could be that could be a different conversation. Yeah, but we'll start with Ed. Ed, did you have a favorite scene? The the little clue scene that ended up with him with the fake blood with the arrow and all that. Uh, that was pretty funny as well as the destruction scene. Um, I mean, that was kind of one of the better moments of it all. Yeah. Other than that, I mean... Is that... Yeah. Um, I'm going to agree with you, Ed. Uh, the, the murder mystery party where Blanc uh, debunks the mystery before it even begins... And also the opening. I think the opening is really like it sets it up to be something that's awesome when they're going through the mystery boxes and <laughs> and then Janelle Monet just literally beats it to death with a hammer after yeah. we, we get introduced to her. Yeah, um, but other than that, I yeah. So th those are probably my two. Um. What about you, know, you Craig? This, yeah, let's go with Craig. That's who I was going with. Uh, just my thoughts on it, like. You no, just, what's your favorite scene? His favorite scene? Oh, um, the credits. <laughs> no, I, I I liked how I, I liked the setup between Gemini and Benoit Blanc. I liked that. I like how they kind of work together. She gets shot in the chest, and that uh, the books there, you know, 
just happens to be in the right spot. Um, I liked the Jeremy Renner hot sauce spin. Yeah, that was a great uh, bit. That was, fu- that was funny. That, that was probably you know the best scene there. And Ed, when I tell you I knew exactly where it was, the the envelope, like glass onion. And he kept talking about how you can just see everything in the glass onion and there's there's nothing. Bro, it's the only place he would fucking put it. At first, I thought it. At first, I thought the Mona Lisa was fake, and then I was like, "No, Uh, it's going to be exactly behind his portion of the the napkin," and I was damn right. Well, on the rewatch, I noticed like the the mural or the the um whatever it was. I was keeping the 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 napkin. There's that little red dot that just kind of on the rewatch kind of gave it away. I didn't notice that on the first time. So oh, you didn't. No. Well, it kind of zooms into it when Janelle Monet sees it, but yeah, I, I was just like, if there's one place you're gonna hide it, it's gonna be right with your napkin. Yeah, because they're not gonna be like, oh, I need to check here because that's his napkin. He's gonna hide it somewhere else. Yeah. What about you, Johnny? My favorite scenes would probably be anything that Daniel Craig is in. Um, but if I had so, to pick, if, if I had to pick one scene in particular that sticks out among the rest, would probably be as soon as Batista dies and chokes, and Benoit is automatically <laughs> trying to put everything together right then and there. Um, I just like it's it's it, it, it is good when you have a, an actor who can play that character the way he wants to and the way it's probably supposed to be written, even when he's, you know pointing out the fake death of of edward norton's character i mean he's not a real detective but damn daniel craig is so good that you believe that he is a real southern detective and he just he plays that character on point as long as they're not like this one i would like to see more knives out movies as long as they go back to what they did in the first one yeah yeah so Get rid of ryan johnson yeah Star- isn't it his film though like is, didn't he make the entire concept of it he did the first yeah. one. It's based off yeah. of a book, though, isn't it? No, it's, it's it was an original idea. Other than you know, obviously doing. He just can't handle sequels. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, star rating one out of ten. Glass just... <laughs> onion, a knives out mystery. Edward, kick us off. What's your star rating for glass onion? I'm gonna have to go with a six. Yeah. A six. Uh, I, yeah. I'm going to give this movie a six as well. Um, it's just completely overbooked. It's overspent. It's not entertaining. It's entertaining, but I don't think I would... If I had to put rewatchability on it, I don't think I'd ever want to rewatch this there movie. There is again. no rewatchability. Yeah, so I'm going to give this movie a six as well. Zach? Uh, I'm going to go just a little bit higher. I'm going to give it a seven. Um, the... Getting to see it in the theater was kind of a nice experience. I don't have to sit at home and watch it. Um, like I said, like I agree with you, Johnny. If they want to make more of these, just go back to the original formula of the first film. I think Daniel Craig exceeds in these films. He's awesome in it as Benoit Blanc. Um, honestly, it's a it's a Zach Morris. It's fine. You know, I don't want to watch it again. I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's just in that middle tier. So it's a seven. Gregory, I'm giving it a five. Worst of the um, year. Here we, <laughs> when we get to that. I just, um, you know, like you said, this movie kind of was an onion. Started as a 10. As, okay, it's a 9. It's an 8. It's an 8. Less and less of it. And then eventually, like, 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 damn, this is just a rotten onion. So it's, it's like ogres. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> like ogres, huh? Yep. It just there like you you thought there was going to be more to it, and it's just the same old onion. Yep. Unfortunately, but um, speaking of uh, some new episodes coming up this Thursday, um, January the twelfth, Friday the fourteenth podcast returns with a all new review of. Friday the 13th, the original Friday the 13th from 1980, uh, live on Emma Productions' YouTube channel this Thursday, 6 p.m., Friday the 14th returns as we review Friday the 13th. Um, 
So it should be a fun episode. Join us live this Thursday on this YouTube channel, What how you're watching us now. Um, so yeah, guys, Glass Onion, a 6, a 6, a 7, and a 5. I was a little, uh, little disappointed. Probably, uh, I, I can't wait to see where this movie falls on our uh, worst, best, or most disappointing of 2022. It's going to fall. It's going to fall. Um, next week, guys, HBO, Max, The Menu. Um, what do you guys Hopefully. think? Are you guys, uh, are you guys excited to see this movie? I missed it in theaters, so it should be a fun first time watch, uh, at home on HBO Max. What do you guys think? The Menu, I, another 2022 movie. Seems like a decent concept. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of excited for it. You know, I, I, on Taylor Joy, I'm not completely sure of all the other actors' names, but it looks like it's a good cast. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I wanted to see this in the theater, just ran out of time. Uh, I think it's going to be, fun. I think it'll be a fun film. Like you said, Anna Taylor Joy, Ralph Fiennes, Nicholas Holt. Um, I have a good idea of what this movie might be about, but you know, who knows? I, I could be just, I could be turned around. So we'll Look, see. You got the Beast, you got Voldemort, and you got the Witch. <laughs> and then Ed shows up, and he's like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah." <laughs> <laughs> And there's the whales. So it should be fun next week. We're going. Uh, we're going all out. We're going uh, another 2022 movie, The Menu, next Monday, January the 16th. Uh, until then, guys. Next Monday. Does anybody have any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nope. Nah, man. Keep chugging on. And Craig, uh, Craig, Craig, before we get out of here, what's your uh, final prediction for the national championship tonight? Well, they are two and a half minutes in. Um, I'm going to take Georgia 28-24. 28-24. I got Georgia 31-17. Anybody else want to put a put a leg in? Uh, why not? Uh, I'll go ahead and go with the same as Craig, but reverse it. TCU 28-24. I don't know, man. Hopefully they come <laughs> hungry. We'll see. Speaking of hungry, don't forget next week the menu right here on a brand new episode of the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Have a good night, guys. Good week.